Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Chapter 22. The evening was warm with a pleasant breeze. Silvery moonlight streamed down, illuminating the pathway that led through the garden down to the lake. Skinner and Reyes walked side by side along the path, physically separated only by inches, but emotionally, the distance between them stretched for miles. Although Reyes had suggested the walk in order to discuss her relationship with Brad Fulmer, neither she nor Skinner spoke as they moved slowly down the path. When they came to the bench near the end of the path, overlooking the glistening lake, Reyes came to a halt. She reached out and touched Skinner's arm tentatively in a gesture so different from her open displays of affection. Let's sit down, Walter, she suggested. Reyes sat on one end of the bench. Skinner carefully seated himself at the opposite end. Reyes couldn't help but notice, and she winced slightly. She folded her hands in her lap and looked down at them, her mind full of memories of the past. I met Brad Fulmer when I was assigned to the New York office, she began. I was a rookie agent fresh out of the academy. You know how that can be. Plenty of book knowledge and enthusiasm. Absolutely no street smarts. Skinner's body language said it all. He sat stiffly, his hands clenched into fists and resting on his thighs. The image of a man who was hearing something that he really did not want to hear. But there was no choice. He had started this. He had to finish. Go on, he told her. I was assigned to Brad Fulmer's unit, Reyes continued. He had recently been promoted to supervisor, and since I was one of his new agents, he took a special interest in me. At least, that's what I thought at first. At first? What changed your mind, Skinner asked. He was spending more time with me than he was with the other new agents, Reyes continued. At first, it seemed like he was giving me extra guidance. He had the experience I lacked and I knew that he was well thought of and had risen quickly, so I was flattered that he was paying attention to me. But before long, he made it clear that he was viewing me as more than just another new agent. First, there were a few subtle signals, then some more overt hints. Then he finally just asked me out, and I said yes. And? He took me to dinner at one of New York's finest restaurants. We talked and we danced, and then he asked me to go home with him. Reyes paused and Skinner looked over at her, taking in the bent head and the downcast eyes. You could have reported him for sexual harassment, Skinner told her. I know you were inexperienced, but you must have known that. Yes, I could have, but I didn't, Reyes replied. She raised her head, and her eyes met Skinner's. He could see an expression, almost of defiance in them. I didn't want to, Walter. I went home with Brad, and we became lovers that night. At her words, a series of images passed through his mind. Images of Monica Reyes and Brad Fulmer dancing, kissing, and making love. Vivid images that angered and sickened him. I suppose you were in love with him, he said at last. More of a statement than a question. Reyes shook her head. You're wrong, she replied. I was never in love with Brad. And I knew right from the start that he wasn't in love with me. Not really. Then why? Skinner asked. Why did you have an affair with Brad Fulmer? 
An affair, Reyes repeated, with the ghost of a smile. What an old-fashioned term for what we had. Brad was attractive, good-looking, intelligent, a smooth talker. He was also successful, very successful. And it was clear he was going to continue to be successful. And all of that turned me on back then. Brad Fulmer was a very appealing package for a while. Our relationship lasted about two years, then I broke it off. She was being honest. Skinner had to give her that. But for the first time in their relationship, he was wishing that she would lie to him. He wanted to picture her as an innocent who had been seduced by an older, worldlier man. Instead, she had gone into her affair with Brad Fulmer, clearly knowing what she was doing. And he realized that he was finding the idea damn near impossible to accept. Skinner Cafiel raised his eyes on him, and he tried to meet her look, but he couldn't. He stared out at the lake, but his eyes saw nothing. Reyes shook her head ruefully. I've shocked you, haven't I, Walter? Skinner found he could no longer sit still and rose and walked the few steps to the water's edge. He kept his back turned to Reyes and continued to look out at the glassy, moonlit water. Reyes looked at his broad back, and it seemed to him as if he could feel her eyes boring into his shoulders, seeing through to his heart and all of the emotions churning there, anger, disappointment, and jealousy. No answer is an answer, Walter, she said quietly, her voice falling softly on his ears. You are shocked, and I really don't understand why. You knew I was no virgin. Oh, yes, I knew that, Monica, Skinner replied, as the memory of their nights together flashed through his mind. But I guess I thought... Thought what? Reyes asked. I guess I thought you were the kind of woman who needed to care about a man before going to bed with him. Skinner finished. But that's not what you're telling me now. Oh, come on. Walter, are you going to tell me that you've never gone to bed with a woman you didn't have strong feelings for? Reyes questioned, and a voice gone suddenly harsh. That every time you had sex with a woman, it was with someone you cared deeply about? Rhea's verbal shaft found its mark. Skinner was silent as he remembered the girls in Saigon and Tokyo, the women that had occupied his bed before his marriage, and the admittedly few women he had been with since his divorce. No, there was no question that he was capable of sex without emotion or commitment, something he thought he had had in common with many men. But somehow, it just never occurred to him that a woman could feel the same way. Reyes correctly interpreted his silence as an admission that she was right, but that knowledge gave her no satisfaction. Walter, I don't understand this, she said, with honest confusion. At first you were upset thinking I might have feelings for John Doggett or for Brad Fulmer. Now you're upset that I slept with Brad even though I didn't love him. What's the real problem here? Skinner turned back to face her, his eyes gone dark, with emotions he was feeling. I guess the real problem is, I'm trying to figure out what I mean to you, Monica, he replied. What have the last few days meant to you? Am I another Brad Fulmer in your life? Understanding showed and raised his eyes. She stood up and walked where Skinner stood. She reached out and took his hand in her own. And when she spoke, her voice was gentle, almost tender. Walter, I can tell you right now that you are not another Brad Fulmer. Skinner looked down into her eyes, those honest, expressive eyes that met his own so frankly. Then what am I to you? I think you're one of the finest men I've ever met, she replied. 
You're strong, decent, honest. All the things that Brad isn't and never will be. You're also gentle and caring and a wonderful lover. I consider myself fortunate to have met you and been part of your life this past week. Which brings us back to what started all of this, Skinner said quietly. Why does this have to end? Why not come back to Washington with me? Walter, be realistic. Reyes tried to reason with him. I have a career and a life in New Orleans. I can't just pick up and leave. But if you love me, Skinner began. When did I say I loved you? Reyes interrupted. I never said I loved you. Her words hit Skinner like a sharp slap in the face. He felt a number of painful emotions, anger, frustration, and embarrassment being at the top of the list. First he flushed, and then his face drained of color as her words sank in. He waited to speak until he was sure he had control of his voice. I see, he said, as tonelessly as he could. Then there's nothing more to discuss. And he turned away. He felt Reyes grab his arm and heard her say, Walter, I'm sorry. Let me explain. But he shook her loose and began to walk up the slope. Come on, he heard her plead, but he continued to walk slowly towards the garden path. Suddenly her voice rang out shrilly. God damn it, Walter. Don't you dare turn your back on me, you son of a bitch. Skinner had never had a woman speak to him in that tone or using those words before, and he turned back angrily. How dare you speak to me like that, he demanded. What makes you think you have the right? What makes you think you have the right to cut me off and walk away from me? Reyes demanded in return as she strode up the path to meet him, her own face a mask of cold anger. At the very least, you owe me the courtesy of hearing me out. They faced each other toe-to-toe in the moonlight, the anger and raw emotion almost palpable. They held their stance for a moment, and then Skinner's innate sense of fair play reasserted itself. You're right, Monica, he replied, speaking with a calmness that he did not feel. I do owe you that courtesy. Rhea's face softened as words, and her body relaxed slightly as the anger seemed to drain out of her. She reached for his hand and took them in her own, holding them tightly. Walter, I do care about you. More than I thought possible, she began. We have had a wonderful week, but it has only been a week, and a week taken out of our normal day-to-day lives. This isn't the real world, not for you and not for me. Skinner was silent, listening to her words. He still held himself stiffly, and while he did not remove his hands from hers, Neither did he return her clasp. Go on. Reyes took a deep breath before she continued. It's too soon for me to know if I'm in love with you, Walter. To me, being in love means knowing each other, not just in a fantasy setting like this, but in the real world. It means maintaining a relationship as we deal with real problems, like getting up for work every day, deciding what to fix for dinner, taking out the trash, cleaning up the bathroom, things like that. Until we share things like that, we have no way of knowing if a relationship between the two of us will work. She paused for breath and looked up at him, trying to determine if what she was saying was getting through. Think about it, Walter. Think about how little you really know about me and how little I know about you. Can you honestly tell me that you are in love with me, that you would really give up your life in Washington to join me in New Orleans? Can you? Skinner was silent, reflecting upon her words. In his heart, he knew she was right. 
When he compared the feelings he had for her with those he had for Sharon before they were married, he knew they were not the same. He truly knew Sharon, had spent time getting to know her habits, strengths, and weaknesses before they made the decision to share their lives. That was not the case between him and Reyes. When he and Sharon married, he was prepared to drop everything else in his life to be with her, something he knew he was not ready to do for Monica Reyes. Skinner's hands now moved in hers, his fingers returning her clasp. You are right, Monica, he admitted slowly. You're right about all of it, I guess. He paused for a moment and cleared his throat before he continued. I guess I have enjoyed all of this, your company, the way you made me laugh, the way you took away my loneliness, so much that I tried to make it something that it isn't. But you're right. That may be grounds to start exploring the possibility of relationship, but it isn't being in love. And it's not enough for either of us to give up our current lives. Reyes managed a slight smile, although her eyes glistened with tears as she reached up and touched Skinner's face. Maybe someday, Walter, she whispered. It's just too soon right now. Much too soon. So where does that leave us now? Skinner asked, managing a slight smile of his own in answer to hers. Well, Reyes drawled slowly as she drew closer and put her arms around his neck. It leaves us with some lovely memories of a very special vacation and the possibility of something more in the future. Skinner placed his arms around her waist and drew her closer to him. Hmm, that does sound right to me. And we do still have one day and two nights left, Walter, Reyes purred as she pressed herself tightly against him, leaning her head on his chest. And that gives us time to make even more memories before we have to leave. Chapter 23 Once again, Skinner and Reyes were traveling along the highway, with Skinner behind the wheel, racing the Mustang convertible, as Reyes sat in the passenger seat, the wind whipping her hair. After the revealing walk and talk in the garden, Skinner and Reyes returned to his suite and spent the remainder of the evening in a long and leisurely lovemaking session before they both dropped off into a satisfied slumber. Upon waking, they talked about what to do with this, their last day of vacation. Really, you should be the one to decide, Walter, Reyes had insisted, despite his protest that he was willing to spend the day in whatever fashion she chose. I still have another day to spend here. So, what would you like to do today? Golf, tennis, sightseeing? It's your pick. Are you sure, Monica? He asked. Are you sure you want me to decide? Absolutely, Reyes responded. This is your day, and we're going to spend it the way you choose. Skinner thought for a few moments. Golf was something he could play anywhere. As far as sightseeing, he had already seen the main attractions he wanted to see. He thought about it, and then it hit him, how he really wanted to spend this, his last day with Monica Reyes. Tell you what I'd really like to do, he told her. Let's get in the car and head out to Lucia's. Reyes' eyes sparkled with pleasure at the thought. Are you sure that's what you want to do today, Walter? I'm absolutely sure, Monica, Skinner replied. I really enjoyed our trip there earlier this week, and I'd love to go there again before I leave. And now they were approaching Lucia's, the wooden frame structure with their large sign, a welcome sign to both of them. Skinner expertly steered the car off the road and pulled up into a waiting parking spot between two large trucks. As he had done before, Skinner climbed out of the car first and then came around to the other side to help Reyes out. As he took her hand, he felt once again that thrill 
that almost electric charge that he had felt the first time, a thrill that was now familiar but no less exciting and sweet. From the way her fingers tightened around his and the happy smile she gave him, Skinner could tell that Reyes felt the same way. This time, rather than releasing her hand and following her into the building, Skinner kept hold of her hand as they walked up the porch steps into the wooden building, just as before, lively salsa music was playing, and as before, the heavy aroma of Mexican cooking was wafting through the air. The doors from the kitchen opened, and Lucia emerged, a loaded tray in her hands. She spotted Skinner and Reyes immediately and came to them. Monica, Mr. Skinner, what a surprise, she exclaimed. Let me go serve this to that couple over there, and I'll be right with you. Lucia quickly served the couple in the center booth and then came back to where Skinner and Reyes were standing, reaching out and enveloping Reyes in a warm embrace. I didn't know you'd be coming back, Monica, she enthused. Neither did I, Reyes admitted, as she hugged the woman back. But it's Walter's last day of vacation, and when I asked him what he wanted to do, he said he wanted to drive up here. Did you, Senor Skinner, Lucia exclaimed, seizing his hand in hers. How wonderful. Well, you made the best Mexican meal I ever ate, Mrs. Valquez, Skinner replied with a grin. I decided I need more of your good cooking before I went back to the Taco Bell in Washington. Ah, bah, to Taco Bell, Lucia spat with a saucy wave of her hand. Oh, you picked a good day to visit. Our neighbor, Emmanuel Marino, brought over some freshly dressed turkeys, and I've been preparing my special mole for them. Mole? Skinner queried. You have never had mole? Lucia asked incredulously. It is the royal sauce in Mexico. You must try it. Oh, yes, Walter, Reyes echoed with enthusiasm. Lucia makes the best mole. Hey, if you both recommend it, who am I to argue? Skinner acquiesced. It'll be ready in about 15 minutes, Lucia said happily. I promise you it's worth the wait. I believe you, Skinner replied. And since we've got a little time, why don't I go over and check out the store while you two ladies talk a little? I can come with you to the store, Reyes began, but Skinner stopped her. No, you visit with Mrs. Vasquez. I just want to check a few things over there, Monica, he told her, as he leaned over and kissed her cheek, a gesture he knew did not go unnoticed by Lucia Valquez. I won't be long. I'll send some for you when your meal is ready, Lucia told him, a twinkle in her eyes. Oh, I'm sure you will, Skinner grinned. He made his way towards the exit, but just before he opened the door, he turned to see Monica Reyes and Lucia Vasquez seated at one of the tables. He saw Lucia make a gesture in his direction and Reyes nod, leaving him no doubt that he was the topic of their discussion. With a smile, he opened the door and stepped out into the courtyard that separated the restaurant from the store. So what were you telling Lucia about me? Skinner asked Reyes that question as they lingered over their coffee and dessert. After finishing a superb turkey mole, Skinner still couldn't believe that there was chocolate in the sauce and Reyes couldn't stop giggling at his reaction when she told him. They shared a portion of Reyes's beloved fried ice cream and were sipping at the last of a pot of strong Mexican coffee. What makes you think I told Lucia anything about you? Reyes replied, winking impishly at him over her coffee cup. There are other things in the world for us to talk about, you know. Does that mean you didn't talk about me? Skinner challenged. Well, not exactly, Reyes answered with a smile. I guess we did talk about you a little, and... And I told Lucia that you had helped me make this the best vacation I ever had, Reyes admitted. She told me that she had already guessed that. Oh, really? Skinner asked, 
raising an eyebrow quizzically. If her intuition is that good, maybe I ought to try to recruit her for the bureau. You could do worse, Rhea's wisecracked, before she drank down the last of her coffee. And now, if you don't mind, you had a chance to check out the store. I think I'd like to do the same. Do you want me to come with you? Skinner asked, half-raising. No, you stay put and finish your coffee, Reyes replied. I won't be very long, I promise. Skinner was pouring the last of the pot of coffee into his cup when Lucia appeared, standing behind the chair Reyes had recently vacated. Mr. Skinner, may I join you for a few minutes, she asked. Skinner gestured to the empty chair across from him. Please do, Mrs. Vasquez. Lucia gave him a gay smile and she slipped into the chair. I want to talk with you, she began. About Monica? Skinner queried. Lucia nodded. I hope you don't mind. I've known Monica since she was a little girl, she said slowly. She is very dear and special to me. Monica has told me a little about that, Mrs. Vasquez, Skinner replied gently. And you must know that she is special to me, too. Yes, I do know that, Lucia answered. When you walked in, I could see that you and Monica had become much closer during the past few days. And while you were in the shop, she told me a little bit about what has happened this week, including how happy you have made her. Have I? Yes, you have, Lucia replied, stretching her hand out and touching his. She also told me about your talk last night, Mr. Skinner. Walter, please understand. Emotionally, Monica is a creature of impulse, very spontaneous and very free. So much so that I would worry about her, except that she has a strong sense of caution. That has kept her from making too many impulsive decisions that she would regret. I know that Monica has strong feelings for you, but that sense of caution is telling her not to rush things, to move slowly. Mrs. Vasquez, what is it you are trying to tell me? Skinner asked, his brow suddenly furrowed in perplexity. I'm asking that you not forget about her when you leave here, Lucia answered. You are good for Monica, and I suspect that she is good for you. Give her time, and give yourself time, too. Stay in touch with each other, and maybe, who knows, you might find your way to each other again, and then you may both be ready to make it something that will last. Skinner understood what the older woman was trying to do, and impulsively he covered her hand with his own. Lucia, I won't forget about her. That much I can promise you, he replied quietly. I'm not sure what will happen between us, whether this relationship will grow, but I do know that I care too much about Monica to just forget about her. I may not be so in love with her that I'm ready to drop everything for her or she for me, but she is the best thing to come into my life in a long time, and I'm not going to let her slip away that easily. He paused and saw the concerned look in the older woman's eyes disappear at his words. Does that set your mind at rest, Mrs. Vasquez? Lucia gave him a brilliant smile. Yes, it does, Mr. Skinner, she said happily. You will see that I am right. I have a sense about these things, and it tells me that you and Monica will come together again. Maybe not next week or next month, but it will happen. Suddenly, she caught sight of something over Skinner's shoulder. And there she is now, Mr. Skinner. It looks like she has finished at the store and waiting for you. Skinner and Reyes were once again seated on the floor in the living room of the suite, watching the flames dance in the fireplace as they sipped the last of their wine, cozy, content. The sun was already beginning its descent when they had returned to the Phoenician in the early part of the evening. You want to go anyplace special tonight, Skinner had asked. Reyes shook her head. Not really, she replied. 
I think I'd rather just stay here tonight. Sounds good to me, Skinner answered. How about we take a quick swim before the sun goes down? After all that time in the car. You're on. They had changed into their suits rapidly and raced quickly to the pool. They spent a happy half hour frolicking and splashing about until the sun sank so low that they were no longer warmed by its rays. Oh, Reyes squealed as she wrapped a towel around herself. It's chilly when that sun goes down. Let's head back to our room, Skinner suggested. I'll build a fire and we can order something from room service. Back in the suite, Reyes stepped into the shower while Skinner lit the fire on the hearth. When Reyes reemerged, dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, with her hair fluffed, she joined him in front of the fire. Warming up, he asked. Hmm, I'm getting there, she replied, as she snuggled next to him, putting her arms around his waist. That fire feels good, and you feel even better. Skinner placed his arms around her and pulled her closer. You gain hungry, he asked. What are you in the mood for tonight? Nothing really big or fancy, Reyes replied. You know, they make up those picnic trays, assorted meats, cheeses, fruits, and bread. Why don't we get that? Then we can just nibble when we feel like it tonight. So Skinner ordered the tray, which now sat in the middle of the coffee table, and a bottle of Merlot. And now having satisfied their hunger, they relaxed in front of the fire, side by side. Skinner's arms around Reyes' shoulders and her head resting against his chest. Kind of a tame way for us to spend the last night of our vacation, Skinner commented. Reyes tilted her head to look up at him, and a mischievous little smile crossed her face. Oh, I don't know about that, she mused. The night is still young, you know. That's not what I meant, Monica, he admonished. It's just, well, a lot of people would want to go out and party or do the nightclub scene on their last night. And here we are sitting on the floor of our hotel room. It's what I wanted to do, Reyes replied. And what you wanted to, right, Walter? I mean, we can do the nightclub thing when we get home. But this is the last chance we've got to be together like this. That's very true, Skinner replied, pulling Reyes closer. It's strange. When I planned this trip, I never dreamed it would turn out like this. I know what you mean, Reyes agreed. I thought I'd be spending my time on my own, doing some sightseeing and shopping, maybe a day at the spa. And I figured I'd spend most of my days on the golf course, Skinner mused. Maybe see the Grand Canyon. How could I know? Know what? Reyes continued when he broke off. How could I know that I'd find someone here who would give me the best vacation of my life? Skinner continued. You have, Monica. I know I'm always going to remember this trip because of you. It's so sweet, Walter, Reyes replied. I feel exactly the same way, which makes me feel guilty about what I was feeling when I first saw you in the dining room the other night. Guilty about what? Skinner asked. Reyes raised herself slightly so that she was kneeling instead of sitting and turned to face him, looking for all the world like a guilty schoolgirl. Well, when I first saw you here, looking so big and imposing and, well, assistant directorish in that suit of yours, I thought, ah, hell, I can't get away from work even on vacation. I mean, the last person I wanted to see was someone from the FBI, especially an assistant director that I knew. Skinner fought to hold back a smile instead put an expression of hurt on his face. I don't believe I'm hearing this, he told her, trying hard to sound severe. You were upset to see me that night? The look of remorse on Reyes's face told him that he had succeeded. Oh, please, Walter, don't look so hurt, she exclaimed. It was only because I was wanting to get away, and there you were looking so official. I swear that once we started talking, I was glad you were there. Really, I... 
Reyes broke off as she noticed the corners of Skinner's mouth were twitching and his eyes twinkled with amusement. Oh, you devil, she exclaimed. You weren't upset with me at all, just leading me on. Skinner began to laugh. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist Monica. Reyes launched herself at him, pummeling him with her fists. You got me all worked up for nothing, she screeched. Oh, you play dirty, Walter Skinner. Skinner caught her by the waist and deftly flipped her over on the floor until she was lying on her back. Oh, so you want to play rough, do you, Monica? He teased and began to tickle her. She was screeching again, howling with laughter, as he tickled, finding all of her most sensitive spots. So how's that, Monica, he queried. Walter, no, I... Oh my God, she squealed. I can't stand this. I'm ticklish. Stop. He continued to tickle her ruthlessly until his instincts told her that she couldn't take it anymore. Then he stopped abruptly, wrapped his arms around her and kissed her in a kiss that was hard, brutal, and long. He could feel her panting against him, still breathless from his tickling attack. She moved her hands in an attempt to push him away. Skinner pulled back then, looking down into her face. Reyes was gasping. Jesus, give a girl a chance to breathe, okay? Okay, Skinner replied, watching her. Reyes took several gulps of air. Then as her breathing became more regular, she reached for Skinner and drew him back down to her. Now, come on back here, big man, she purred in a low, throaty voice. Time to finish what you've started. The golden sunshine streamed down upon Skinner and Reyes as they sipped their coffee at the terrace table just off the lobby. Skinner was dressed in his familiar dark blue suit, perfectly groomed and shaved, ready at least in his outward appearance for his return to the real, workday world. While Reyes was dressed again in jeans and a t-shirt, her hair loose about her shoulders. Guess it's almost that time, Skinner said, as he consulted his watch. We still have a few minutes, Reyes told him, laying her hand on his wrist. Skinner laid his hand over hers. Yes, we do, he replied. And before I leave, there's something I want to give you. He reached into his pocket and withdrew a small white box. I'm sorry I didn't have the chance to get it gift-wrapped, he said apologetically. Oh, who needs gift wrap, Reyes said, as she reached for the box. It just gets tossed in the trash anyway. She lifted the lid from the box, and Skinner saw her eyes widen, and her lips form a soundless O. Oh. She reached into the box and withdrew a superbly craft bracelet of Black Hills gold set with opals, one of the treasures that had been in the jewelry case at Lucia's trading post. Oh, Walter, she breathed. It's absolutely beautiful. Skinner took the bracelet from Reyes's suddenly trembling hands. Hold out your wrist, he instructed. She did so, and he fastened the bracelet around the slender limb, admiring how well it suited her. Now, I think that looks wonderful on you, he told her. Yes, I love it, Reyes whispered. But Walter, you didn't have to do this. Yes, I did, Monica, Skinner replied, holding her hand in his. I want to give you something to let you know how special this time with you has been for me, and to let you know how special you are to me. I will never forget it, or you. Reyes smiled happily as her fingers returned to his warm clasp. You didn't have to give me anything, she said softly, and I'll never forget this vacation, or you either. You are very dear to me, Walter, and you'll always have a special place in my heart. Skinner squeezed her hand, then rose from the table. I think it's time now, he said gently. I'd better be going. Reyes nodded and rose from her seat. Together they walked back into the hotel and through the lobby to the valet parking area where Skinner's jeep waited. 
his luggage already loaded. Skinner turned to Reyes. I guess this is it. Reyes nodded and pressed closer to him, her arms around his neck. I know. Walter, it's been the most wonderful vacation of my life. Skinner cupped her face with his hands, staring at it and printing every line, every feature, every pore of her skin onto his memory. I will never forget this week, or you, Monica, he said in a voice husky with emotion. Whatever happens in the future, I'll always remember what you did for me and what we shared. Reyes pulled his head towards hers, and their lips met in a final kiss, long and sweet and tender. Skinner held her tightly, not wanting to let her go. It remained for her to break the contact between them, which she did, pushing him back slightly and looking up at him with a sad smile. You better get going, she murmured as she stepped back. You're going to miss your plane. Skinner climbed into the Jeep and turned the ignition. As the motor started, he looked over at Reyes. She was smiling brightly and lifted her hand in a farewell wave. He nodded and gently pressed the accelerator, taking the vehicle around the corner's circular entrance. Just before he turned, the final bend in the circle, he glanced back for one last look at Monica Reyes. He thought he saw her lips moving, but he couldn't tell what words she was forming. His last sight of her was seeing her rub her hands across her eyes in the unconscious gesture a child uses to wipe away her tears. Goodbye, Monica, he whispered, as he turned onto the main road and towards the freeway. Epilogue Welcome back, sir. Skinner looked up from his paperwork to see Agents Doggett and Scully standing in his doorway. Thank you, Agents. Come on in. The pair entered the office and he gestured towards the chairs in the front of his desk. As they seated themselves, Scully pointed at his wrist. That's a beautiful watch band, sir. I don't think I've ever seen it before. No, you haven't, Agent Scully, Skinner told her. I bought it at an Indian reservation in Arizona. Oh, you went to one of those reservations, Doggett queried. I've heard about them, but never visited. Remember Monica? Agent Reyes, I mean. The agent who helped us in Montana? Well, she used to talk about those places. There's one she visits all the time. Yes, I remember Agent Reyes, Skinner murmured. I thought she worked out of New Orleans, Scully commented. Yeah, but she knows people in Phoenix, so she visits there a lot, Doggett replied. It would have been a hell of a thing if you had been there at the same time, sir. Skinner smiled faintly. Yes, it would have been quite a coincidence, Agent Doggett. If I may say so, you look very rested, sir, Scully observed. Arizona must have agreed with you. Yes, it did, Skinner replied, with a faint smile. I'd highly recommend the Phoenician resort to anybody. How are you doing, Agent Scully? I'm better, sir, Scully answered. Agent Doggett has kept an eye on me here at work, and Mom's looking out for me at home. I'm adjusting. Good, Skinner nodded approvingly. Now, why don't you fill me in on what you two are working on? As he listened to John Doggett begin his case summary, he heard a slight beep from his computer. He looked up and saw a message in his incoming mail. Name of sender, Monica Reyes. Subject, thinking of you. The end. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.